Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Browns fans. It's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust, and best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you. Hey guys, it's Kenny Mack and I'm done with the Bills game. It's Dogs Podcast time. Let's go Brownies. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Tap the voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, no John Nye today. He's at work, slaving away for the man. Justin Charles, he was on dad duty today, so we got him here virtual. Uh, so we got three out of the four guys. Not too bad considering yesterday's game. Uh, we're going to get into all the gruesome details of yesterday's massacre. Um, but before we do, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. We have fantasy leagues going on. You get access to the private Discord, which is basically 24-7 talking about the Browns or fantasy football. Uh, So it's pretty cool in there. You get an extra episode every week. We do uh, Dog Pack Member of the Month where you get – Free poster. I don't know if you can see it today because of the angle. Uh, the a little dog, bit. So you can see a little bit of the dog's poster you get. You get a free T-shirt. Uh, if you're in it long enough, at a certain tier, you get a free hoodie. So it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool deal. You get access to all the dogs pretty much 24-7. So if you want more content, you want to be able to talk to us more frequently, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So Browns lost the game that we all knew we were going to lose. Uh, <laughs> 31-23. I think what... It was typical Cleveland in terms of we all expected to lose this game, but we came out and we looked decent, and so they gave us hope. Yes. And, you know, that's how you torture people, by the way. You know, <laughs> like you don't just throw them in a, a dark hole and never pay attention to them again because then they lose hope and then it's it lost its effect. If you want to truly torture somebody, you, you keep dangling the carrot in front of them. <laughs> That's how you torture somebody. That's what the Browns have been doing to me for 33 years now. Mm -hmm. They're just dangling the carrot, torturing me. 
every week during football season for my entire life. Um, we start the game off well. Uh, opening drive, touchdown. I, I saw some stat where we are like 0-6 or something on games where we score on our first drive, a touchdown on our first <laughs> drive. Yeah. Well, I guess that would be because I was asking Justin before you came in, and I was like, how many games have we gone down and scored like right away on the first drive? I feel like it's been almost all of them, so it's been six, apparently. <clears throat> yeah. Or 0-6. I saw 0-4. Okay. Was it 0-4? I knew it was something like that. I saw 0-4 today. So, okay. But either way, so we're coming down, getting leads. The defense, I thought, played well for quarter and a half. I don't know if our defense was playing well or if it was Josh Allen's elbow. Uh, they didn't get into Detroit until 7.30 the night before. They didn't even know where the game was going to be. Yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be a home game for Buffalo, and they're traveling last minute. It's almost like once the Bills woke up, the defense wasn't playing well anymore. So I don't know if I, I, don't know if I attribute any of the good defense to our defense or if it was more – the Bills just needed to realize the game had started. Well, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this because yesterday was sort of an interrupted watching for me because I was doing one one family Thanksgiving yesterday while I was watching the game, so it was a little bit discombobulated. But I felt like in the first part of the game, the Bills were doing their thing where they were trying to pass the ball a little more, and I feel like the Browns' passing defense hasn't been too bad you know, since the Jets game, yeah. In recent weeks, um, it's the running game that really sucks. And I kept saying to people around me, like, because they're like, "Hey, the Browns might actually be able to pull this off." I said, "They're going to start running the ball any minute. As soon as they start running the ball, we're done." <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yep, yeah. we would be on a what yeah. seven, eight game skid if the Bengals ever would have figured out that yes, they just needed to run the ball. They're the only team dumb enough to not realize that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we yeah, the season would be. Pfft, we, we'd be on quite the skid. Um, we were outgaining them at one point, 180 to 12. Midway through the second quarter. Wow. Midway through the second quarter, we were outgaining them 180 to 12, and I think we only had a three-point lead. Or, no, we had a 10-point lead. Jeez. Yep. That's crazy. Ten first downs. They couldn't – they didn't have a first down. Yeah. It, it almost – and what I what – I, they were selling out to stop Chubb. And, and Chubb was bad yesterday. It, like you don't, he doesn't have bad games often. Yesterday was not a very good Nick Chubb game. Uh, they were selling, and they were just perfectly content with letting Jacoby throw it around in between the twenties because they knew once it got down to the red zone, he's not a threat to run. The windows get tighter. We're not going to score. Mm-hmm. So they were content to just let him move the ball between the twenties. We're not going to change our defense. You know, normally we start hitting some of these passes. Teams kind of loosen up a little bit. We're able to start running the ball. The Bills said, nah, screw that. Go ahead and throw it around because we know your career journeyman quarterback isn't going to throw the ball 35 times and beat us, however many times he had to throw, 41. It's not going to happen. So we're not going to pull out of this defense. We're stopping Nick Chubb all game. We're not going to let him get going. That way now you don't have play action. Now you don't have a, you know half of your playbook, and we couldn't score. I mean, we had – we had a ton of offense and only scored 23 points. And one of those touchdowns was garbage time, a couple minutes to go. We had – how many yards did we have? We had we outgained them. We had 396 yards of offense and only scored 23 points. And at one point, that was, what, 16 late in the game? Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, their plan worked, which scares me because how many other teams are going to do that now? Now, luckily for us, we only got one more game – without Deshaun, where go ahead and 
play up tight, take try to take away Chubb, and you get in the red zone. Now you got Deshaun who can run, who can do some other things. But right. um, the Bills were just like, fine, we're gonna we're gonna stop Chubb. Go ahead and let Jacoby throw it around. He's not gonna throw touchdowns on us. I mean, it worked. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit of a recap. We do have a decent amount of voicemails, so we want to go ahead and jump into those, make sure we get to all of them. So I'm sure they're super upbeat and happy. I'm not sure there's the like a positive note in anybody's voice <laughs> in any of these. But here we go. This is uh, Trace. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, just uh, another day in Cleveland, I guess. Well, not Cleveland, but in Detroit. Again, defense, they played decently well in the first quarter, and that's about it. Jacoby Brissett, he played decent. Um, I don't know what's going through Stefanski's head when he's going two QB sneaks in a row. So the offense continues to disappoint. The defense, well, we already know they disappoint us every weekend and week out. Um, the fact that Mike Prefer and Joe Woods both still have a job is absolutely ridiculous. They should have been fired, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, honestly. I'm just so sick of watching this browns team with so much goddamn talent and they just wasted away because of poor play calling poor execution poor defense and poor just everything i've seriously been considering converting to a damn vikings fan because half my family's from there but i can't because i've been a browns fan for my whole life and my whole life has just been pure disappointment so um that's my only thoughts is boohoo um on to the next one maybe next season i don't know so, love your guys' stuff. Keep it up. See ya. And that's the curse of every Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan <laughs> oh, my whole life, so what do I do? <laughs> Just, I'm here. This is it. I've committed. Very, We're gluttons for punishment. Right. Uh, so, a couple things. One, we appreciate you listening sticking with us, even though the Browns suck. Um, <laughs> th- thanks for sticking with us through another dumpster fire of a season. Uh, I think we've said this before. The Browns might suck. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on us. And if you do give up on the Browns, just don't give up on us. Don't give up on us. We got you. Yeah. Um, The two QB sneaks thing that he talked about, it it almost seemed like Stefanski was like, okay, I'm not going to outsmart myself this time. We always QB sneak it, and it works. I'm going to do it. It didn't work the first time. He was like, screw it. I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to outsmart myself. And then it's like, well, hey, bro, do you remember that you have your third string center in? And he's been getting whooped ever since he came in. Oh, was it a huge difference when he came in? Technically, he's the fourth string center. Yeah, you're right. Because Dunn's on IR. Oh, yeah. So we're we're literally on our fourth center right now. So it was blatantly obvious. I mean – the the Bills front four is crazy good. There, I think I said this in the preview. They lead the league in pressure rate with only bringing four guys. So their front four is what we wish ours was. <laughs> right. But um, you had to think like, okay, yes, we QB sneak it all the time and it works. But this dude's getting his ass whooped all game already. He's a backup or uh, a backups backups backup center. <laughs> who played guard last week and was actually at guard like a few plays before he had to come in the center, I'm pretty sure. So um, it's like, bro, be smarter. Mm-hmm. And that – I would have thrown the ball. It, it, so, this might sound crazy to some Browns fans because like, there's still the people out there screaming about Nick Chubb not getting the ball enough. Um, I would have abandoned the run in like the first half. It was a obvious – we were not. We could not run the ball. It was, we would. It was killing us. We would get a five yard completion, try to run the ball on second down, and it'd be third and nine. 
because we would lose four yards. It was I we couldn't get an inch. The line was beat up. We were on the four string center. They were blowing us up. Chubb wasn't having a great game. I mean, Cream Hunt was was running better than Nick Chubb yesterday. The only thing we could do that they would let us do in between the twenties is they were letting us throw the ball around all game. I, I would have I would have quit running the ball. Well, yeah, and I mean, and having the center go out, that's huge for the run game because, I mean, the center of the line is kind of the, what do I want to say, like the driving piece of the run game. I mean. And he's like the, he, you know, he's the quarterback of the line. Right, yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's very important. And Jacoby, I mean, we had the fumble, and you it sucks, but you can't even get overly mad about it because he's taking snaps from a guy who plays guard. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's our four string center, but he's not even a center. Yeah. So it's like how you know it happened and I was ticked, and then I'm just like, Well, I should have expected it. This should not come as a surprise right now because this guy is not a center. He's probably only on the roster because he's kind of a little bit of a jack of all traits. Hey, can you snap? Eh, not great, but I can do it a little bit. <laughs> Definitely not great, but can, can sure. you play guard? Uh <laughs> I can eh. Okay. So they got him to kind of just fill in wherever he's needed he's not supposed to be there long term anywhere right um so it's just that was tough so then all that we i think i saw how many trips to the red zone we had uh like six trips to the red zone or something like that at one point and only had 10 points because we got another field goal blocked was it a field goal or extra point field goal it was a field goal field goal yeah i he mentioned we, we it. have to score a touchdown to get an extra point blocked <laughs> how does Prefert – I just don't understand how he has a job. Prefer and Joe Woods, like, the, Trace was right. Like, th these two are still employed in the NFL. Like, how? Why? I don't understand it. it it's, Their units are the absolute worst. I've, I mean, we've watched a lot of bad Browns football over the years. This is horrible. I mean, because I, I was talking to people yesterday at the holiday and just saying, like, if you look at the Browns' defense, just look at the defensive roster, all the names on that paper – minus your defensive tackles. Any coach in the NFL is going to be chomping to get those names on their team. I mean, that roster is stacked and loaded with talent. Yeah. Top and we of the draft suck. Talent. Yeah. It, it's high paid. Yeah. Talent. I saw. So speaking of the defense, I, I got, um, I actually sent this out. Let me pull it up here real quick. So this is, uh, I forget exactly where I screenshot this from, but this is a reliable source. Um, it says, Safety Grant and Delpit is hinted players don't know their assignments. Defensive end Miles Garrett complained creating turnovers has been a lack of importance at practice. Another defensive player told me he's been frustrated by the lack of scheme changes. And I quote, when shit ain't working, change it. He said, we don't effing change anything. <laughs> but that's the same <laughs> stuff we've been saying now with this guy for uh -huh. three years. Yep. And it, it's becoming obvious Yes. They, they're not they're not trying no they're not trying at all they're not trying they're the um, the season i'm not willing to say the season's over until we lose this week but the season's essentially over and you you they're playing for a coach they don't believe in so they're just they mail it in now every week on the defensive side of the ball as soon as one thing goes wrong they just stop it's over with yeah and i I've, I've I've been in some debates back and forth, you know, in the last week or so about, you know, shouldn't the players just 
you know, it's their job. They need to go out there and do the best that they can because what they're putting on tape isn't good for their resume. And then the other side of the argument, which I agree with, is why do they want to go out there and risk getting some serious injury for a team that isn't going to go anywhere, for a coach that's not doing anything to help them? Well, And here's the thing is, like, if they go out and they try really hard and they play just good enough, the Browns might be dumb enough to bring this guy back. There's, there's some of that too. Yeah, you know I mean, they got brought him back three years in a row. They got to make sure they get yeah. uh, he's gone. Yeah, and so and he's clearly he's not inspiring anything out of no. them. That they're, they're it's like they're if he speaks, it's in one year, out the other. I don't like firing coaches mid year. I definitely don't even like calling for people's jobs. The guy's probably a nice guy, probably has kids and a family, but if you suck. And you're killing me every week, <laughs> emotionally, spiritually, physically. Then you got to get gone. It's a business. I mean, if you're not doing your job the way you need to be doing your job, then that's just—it's a performance and industry. It's, it's at the point now. It's like he's doing more harm than good. By I get you don't want turnover in the middle of the year; it causes chaos. But I feel like you're doing more harm than good by keeping him around. Yeah, I think I think removing him now would actually be Kevin sending a signal to his team that. I choose you guys. I'm choosing the team. I'm choosing what's best for the team over my friend or whatever the deal is with Woods. And I see this online. How can you preach accountability to your players, but you're not holding your coaches accountable? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, the Browns would have no have no problem cutting a player if he doesn't perform. The count's jobless. Yeah. You know? But you won't cut the coach who's clearly not performing. It's... I, I want Stefanski to come back. I, I think he could be a good coach, but it's like nut up or shut up time. For sure. And LeCount's a good example because I feel like maybe maybe he wasn't as bad as he looked. Who knows? These two guys all look horrible right I, now. I, I argue with people online all the time about that. I said you can't truly evaluate anybody on this defense right now. Half of them are probably playing out of position most yeah. of the time. They're they're not being utilized to their strengths. Uh they're they're the most vanilla defense ever. Court Warner said it two months ago. He said this defense, and it's been this way for years now. Hint, hint the three years we've had Joe Woods. He said it's so vanilla and basic. I know exactly how I would attack it if I was playing or coaching. Well, and you see that when freaking Mike Glennon throws for three hundred. Yep. You know Joe Flacco. It's so uh, it's just like man. It's the same thing every week. It's uh, We're a broken record. Go ahead, Justin. So just to touch on what you said about uh, Miles and Grant, I don't know if you guys caught this. After uh, the game yesterday, they went to Grant Delbert's locker and uh, they asked him how to fix the trust in the run game, you know, stopping it. And he said, in order to have trust, you have to know what you're doing. The fact, and then even Miles saying, you know, we're wasting talent. The fact that we're saying we have players coming out and saying, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They don't trust the system. Like just saying it. I think it. we're getting to a point and we've been saying for a while, Joe Woods needs to go. It's getting to a point where I think Skafanski needs to like make a decision. Like you're either going to have a friendship with Joe Woods or you're going to end up losing your job. I mean, uh, and not only your job, but I think we're at the point where where you're losing solid guys on your on your roster, they they've given up. Uh, the fact that you see Miles Garrett sitting on the sideline by himself after the game, that's your defensive leader, and he's just sitting on the you know on the sideline by himself. 
Something has to change. Miles is Miles is trying hard to make it known that the defense doesn't want him there anymore. His quotes after practices and games, yeah. sitting like he's he's campaigning in the media without explicitly saying right. it. You know that he wants the guy gone, and we we've all gotten on Miles before about his effort on a play by play basis. But at the end of the day, Miles Garrett is still in a an elite level talent at the edge rushing position. And I feel bad for the guy for being put in a system that doesn't utilize his strengths ever. He's always lined up in the same spot. Every time we don't do anything up front to free him up. It's, it's crazy. I I saw, I think I read it last week. These other elite guys are constantly being moved around to help create favorable matchups. They're moved inside, outside. Sometimes they stand up. Miles is yep. always in a three-point stance, wide, rushing up the field every freaking time. It it never fails. And I feel bad for the guy. That's true. Whenever you're the other team and you're, you know, your scout team and in practice and through the week, I mean, you watch tape on Miles Garrett and what Joe Woods is doing with him, and it's like, well, I mean, if you can block this one one position they put him in, we're good. Well, what do they always say when you're going against a dominant defensive player? You got to know where he is every snap. Quarterback has to yeah. come to the line, and they got to find 95. Well, you know where to look. <laughs> it's a quick glance. And, yep. yep, yep. You can see him out your periphery. He's right there. And if every, he's not there, he's on the sideline. Because, every yeah, yeah, every play. And so it's there's no creativity at all. I, I saw uh, the updated um, standings, by the way. The Browns are 31st in the NFL in points allowed per game with 26.9. They're 10th in points per game with 24. So we're still a top 10 scoring offense, and I think we're top 10 uh, in a yards offense if, we, if that didn't go up because we just had almost 400 yards. Mm-hmm. And – uh, Jacoby Brissett is currently sixth in the league in QBR, and we are what three and seven? Yeah, three and seven. Here's something before we move on that I think is um, interesting. Would you guys say getting so? There's a lot of people saying Deshaun Watson can't fix this. He wouldn't be making a difference. We'd still be in three and seven even with Deshaun Watson. Do you think Deshaun Watson is? Um, do you think he? Get, it gives you three points extra per game. Like if Deshaun played every game, do you think we would be averaging three more points per game than we do now? Yes. 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 Okay. (laughs) So this is, so this is the, so when people say he wouldn't make a difference, if we average three more points per game, we would be averaging 27 points per game, giving up 26.9. We would, we would be winning more games. Essentially. Yeah. We're tying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right there. Um, and you have to think if we're scoring more points, we have the ball more, they have the ball less that goes down a little bit. That's what a lot of people don't realize is we would have the ball more. We'd pick up more first downs. We'd have longer drives. The defense wouldn't be out there as long as other teams wouldn't be able to just methodically pick us apart wherever they want. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a guy on, on Twitter today. Uh, not like, no, not one of my arguments. This is a guy like that. We actually just kind of like comment on stuff a lot. Um, but, and he was saying, how could Deshaun be a significant upgrade over Jacoby? Jacoby's already, you know, sixth in the league in QBR, and he's flirted with the top five all year. I said, 
it's not just QBR that Deshaun is going to be the improvement. His threat to run is a game changer. Mm-hmm. In the red zone, we're going to score more touchdowns, have to settle for less field goals. We'll hopefully be playing with a lead more. So now teams have to throw against us, negating our poor run defense. He, he changes the entire complexion of the game. It's not just – you can't just look at the QBR and be like, well, there's not that much more room for him to be better. No, he, he's going to make everybody mm-hmm. around him better. And Jacoby – Jacoby, I love the guy. He's been great in the locker room. He's done everything we've asked him for. He's playing. He's never played this well, ever. And I would bet he's, he's probably going to get paid to be a starter somewhere, at least be another bridge quarterback, and he's not going to play this well. No, no. This will be his best campaign. This is Kevin Stefanski doing what Kevin Stefanski does. He hides the quarterback position or milks it for all he can. He did it with Baker Mayfield. Now he's doing it with Jacoby Brissett. Jacob, I mean, look at Baker without Kevin Stefanski. I mean, it's bad. Baker, there's a chance. I was talking with John yesterday. Baker, this might be Baker's last year in the league. He has proven this year he's, he can't even be a backup. No. He played <laughs> yesterday and was atrocious. Rough. Everybody rough. around Deontay Foreman did nothing yesterday. DJ Moore went back to doing nothing yesterday. Mm-mm. He is so all these people who said he's a quality starter. No. Well, he'd be one of the best backups. No. No. And Kevin Stefanski milked this guy's talent all the way to the playoffs. That's true, man. That's very true. You know, you can only hide the guy for so long. Well, he's doing the same thing with Jacoby, and I think Jacoby's be- better than Baker. I think it's been proven right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, if, if Baker didn't have Stefanski in his career, he would have been out of the league. He wouldn't have been had time to be a journeyman. He would just not be on a team. Right. So he's going to completely change the complexion of the entire offense. Yeah, well, and people that make that argument, like, is he going to be better than Brissett? They're – a lot of those people are just box score looking. Like, look at the box score. Jacoby Brissett, 28 of 41 for 324 and three and no interceptions. That's a Deshaun Watson stat line. Yes. But that's a Deshaun Watson stat line going into the for going into the fourth quarter, not making it up in garbage time. Correct. There's a huge difference between how these guys get these stats. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, his threat to run is going to open up so much. Yeah. It's gonna go ahead and go first of all, if you wanna if you wanna stop Nick Chubb and just let Deshaun throw it around or whatever, go ahead. Because Deshaun's gonna be way more explosive in the passing game. He's gonna be, be- better in the screen game. I like Jacoby, but man, he, our screen game has gone way downhill. It's like the only thing Baker can do game? better than Jacoby is the screen game. So we're gonna see in, in two weeks. I can't wait. But yes, Deshaun is gonna be an immediate upgrade over Jacoby. And if you think he's worth three extra points per game, which I think you'd be insane to not think Deshaun Watson's gonna is worth three points per game. I guarantee you Vegas thinks he's worth at least three yeah. points per game. Okay. Then we would have more wins than losses right now. Yep. So it and that's with the defense playing the exact same. Special teams playing the exact same. We would be averaging more points than we give up. I think there's just frustrations, though. Like, as Browns fans, I think people look and they go, Jacoby Brissett has completely outplayed his expectations by a mile. If you would have told me this is what we were going to get with Jacoby Brissett, I would have said, you're crazy. Yep. I've watched this guy, and I'm, I was on the record. This is going to be rough, big-time rough. I think that's where it is, and you hear a lot of people say, well, is he going to be able to play cornerback? Is he going to be able to play interior defensive line? 
I'm just willing to, I, a lot of people that have, that said that, you know, they're not fans of Watson or he's not going to, even that maybe Brissett is, should keep his job, have not watched Deshaun Watson play and like, and got to watch what this kid can do. Yeah, go pull up a highlight. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Like even in college, like when he was with Clemson, you could tell that he was going to be special. The Browns messed up the first time even letting him get yeah. passed up when they traded that pick away. We should have just taken him. Turning the card, man. But, but um, I like our chances, too, when it's fourth quarter and you're like, oh, man, this is where Jacoby throws an interception or, you know, like we can't trust the Browns as an organization to close a game out. This kid is a winner. This kid can bring home a close game. He can lead game-winning drives. Yeah. I have no doubt that it's going to improve. Now, is our defense still going to be absolute dog shit? Yes. <laughs> yes, they will. It's going to be harder than if they were played up to their, you know, what we thought they were going to be. But can they? Can we win some games? And is this going to be a trial period? Yeah, but, I mean, I think that it's very obvious we got to get rid of Joe Woods. We got to just, we got to move forward. Yep. Make some phone calls. I, What's I was, Mike Zimmer doing right now? Yeah, right. I was going to say Browns Bills in a dome yesterday with Deshaun Watson would have been a shootout because the oh, I mean, yeah. Josh Allen with 197 yards and a touchdown would have never cut it against Deshaun Watson. No, no. I mean, it's just the, and Amari Cooper is open all the freaking time. So in his route running, even when he just runs a fade, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm like, Oh my God. Listen up, Browns fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Happy holidays, everyone. Browns fans, time to talk holidays. Christmas is right around the corner. And what are you going to get for that special person in your life? I'll tell you what I've been doing for the last couple of years. I've been getting my dad, grandpa, father-in-law, uncles. Everybody gets a nice big package of Omaha steaks. Like me, you can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you the holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout and get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early, beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. I'm telling you guys, personal experience, Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite, and a gift that, you know, maybe you get to partake in too whenever your dad or grandpa or whoever fires up that grill and says, hey, how about we throw on some of these Omaha Steaks you got me for Christmas? Sounds like a win-win to me. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code DOGS at checkout. Get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Well, we got more. 
Oh yeah, we've got more. I'm sorry, I had the it's okay. Scores pulled, pulled up here. Here's uh, here's Phil. He's not too happy. Hey guys, it's Phil. Well, it's pretty much the outcome. I think we were all were expecting. <laughs> I mean, they did kind of make it interesting at the end, but that was pretty much garbage time. Um, one concerning thing I don't like to see is the offensive line kind of is played pretty bad for a second game in a row. I know we've had some injuries. Uh, Postic went down. But we don't have a lot of depth there. It's not looking like. So I think that's what affected Chubb not being able to run the ball. And just, yeah, we just, they were the better team. I mean, they started out slow, but they flexed their muscles in the second half. And that was the game. Uh, season's pretty much over. I think we said that last week. See what Deshaun Watson does in two weeks. Y'all take care. <laughs> well, thanks, Phil. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, the upbeat. I would counter his argument by saying it doesn't seem like we have a lot of depth on the offensive line by saying we're on the fourth string center. We just been dealt kind of yeah. a, a crap hand at that yeah, point. You true. know what I mean? Um, Nick Harris goes down, Posick down, done on IR. Now we're playing a guard at center. I mean, if you not too many people got four centers on their team. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Um, now last week was more concerning to me because we had more of an right. off. You know what I mean? We weren't on our four string center back then. Um, and the Bills front's crazy good. I mean, yeah, Von I mean, Miller, Ed Oliver, like those guys. You know, just to go back real quick, one last note here about Jacoby Brissett was he was able to handle some of those horrible snaps and still make a play and get a throw off and, and do what he needed to do, which a lot of times a botched snap, like he was getting a bunch there for a while, that'll throw a guy right off. I'll, you t- know? I'll tell you one thing that I'm impressed with Jacoby yesterday is as poorly as the offensive line played, he was only sacked one time. Yeah. He got rid of the ball quick. Yep, and he he moved around well, navigated the pocket well. Only took one sack. Um, Nick Chubb, obviously the poor offensive line play, and they were keying on Nick Chubb hard. Um, but he he just didn't play a good game. He had fourteen carries for nineteen yards for only one point four yards per carry. That's that's not Nick Chubb. No, and you can blame the offensive line, but I mean, Cream Hunt had five carries for thirty two yards. The average six point four yards per carry. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes, I mean, Michael Jordan had bad basketball games. LeBron's had bad basketball games. Sometimes people just have bad games. Nick Chubb just didn't play a great game. Right. So um, the line didn't help. They didn't do him any favors, but he just, I don't know if he just wasn't seeing it. And, and like I said, they were keying on him so hard. When Cream's in there, I guess there's a little bit, the Browns you know, have a tendency to um, outside run more throw defense has got to be a little bit more aware when Chubb was in it was like okay go tackle even if he doesn't have the ball just go tackle him right <laughs> yeah. we're not letting this guy get any yards and they, and they almost didn't let us get any yards so um I don't think the season's over yet is it over probably <laughs> yeah it's over bro. It's, there, there's it's a 99.99 percent chance it's over but I want I'm not gonna say it's over until we lose this week to the <laughs> okay. Bucks, because in theory, until we lose, until we lose to the Bucks, <laughs> because in theory, if we beat the Bucks and then win out, that'll still put us at ten wins. Yeah, I know. I saw a thing. It was a Sports Center or whatever the other last night, and they still had the you know the in the hunt. Up oh. there was the brown, the orange helmet, and I'm like, okay. I mean, whatever. You can, we can still get to 10 wins. Are we going to? Again, probably not. But it's not over, over until we lose to the Bucks. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. And you're right. She's not singing yet. 
No, but she's, but she's getting up. warmed up, man. She's in the green room doing some vocal yep, exercises. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, but, hey, we appreciate your call, Phil. Um, and like you said, let's just get to two weeks from now so we can watch Deshaun play. Yeah, right. Justin, you got anything before I play Kenny Mack's voicemail? No, I'll go for it, bro. Hey, guys, it's Kenny Mack. Another kick in the junk Monday. Uh, I just want to know your thoughts, special teams. I just can't believe it. Maybe, uh, Blake, you can say something to this. Uh, you coached high school ball. When's the last time that you had a uh, t- team that got three field goals blocked? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't agree with sitting uh, D. Bell. He's like the special teams ace. Uh, for us and it showed I think we had two or three big returns they had a short field and uh, that pretty much sums up the game but uh, man it's hard to watch this guys give me your thoughts peace so I'll say this the Browns didn't sit D'Anthony Bell he was he was injured he was injured and I was gonna ask him what was wrong and I forgot to text him um but I saw concussion concussion I saw concussion I'll tell you what I actually texted this out the kickoff team was missing him because the last two weeks, he set the tone early on kickoff team. Always, he's playing, always there, playing well, and it was uh, it was obvious that he was not out there this week. Mm-hmm. So if it you're really... watching D Bell, we need you back, yeah, buddy. Uh, because that, I thought that was obvious on on the kick returns and the punt returns, um, and then I don't understand how we keep getting field goals blocked. Do we not? Do we not? Focus on protecting the edge or, I mean, do something. It's it's unreal. It really is. Is York kicking it too low? I can't imagine he is. So, I don't. As Kevin Stefanski came out and said yesterday that it wasn't a protection issue, but it was more of a trajectory issue with the field goal. So, Well, if, if that's the case... If this kid yeah. just keeps kicking it so low that they're so easy to block, then again, it's on Andrew Barry for picking him in the fourth round. I, it's on the coaching. If you know that his trajectory is bad, that should have been worked on from day one. Like, why would you not line this stuff up in, in the first days of rookie minicamp, put a fake line in there, and, and you can do the video angle and you can measure. And You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's got a problem with the trajectory, fix it right away. And, and I have a hard time buying that. Because I, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I would imagine he didn't get a bunch of kicks blocked in college, and the D lineman didn't get shorter mm-hmm. from college to end up, you know what I mean? Like they're they're six four in college, they're six four in the pros. I would that's BS. I, that's just <laughs> that's just him trying to be like, you know, I don't want to fire this guy this week. We have golf plans or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm just not bu- I'm just not buying it. And if this one was a trajectory, then what about the one before and the one before? Right. So And what about all the ones that don't get blocked? Yeah. And what about the long kick returns or the long punt returns? It's not just the block kicks. The special teams unit as a whole is terrible. Why is Ronnie Harrison on that hands team on the kickoff on the onside kick? Why wouldn't you have a wide receiver out there? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Ronnie Harrison's a below-average safety. <laughs> and you got Why do we not have a wide receiver in that position? Because that should have been recovered. It would have been a nice play, but it hit him right in both of his hands. <laughs> so it's just like, and we talked about this on the hands team on kickoff return. He's got linebackers out there on the front row. Yeah. 
Maybe that's the norm in the pros, and I just didn't know it. But I feel like you would have corners, wide receivers, maybe if you got like a stud linebacker who's got great hands, like a Luke Keekley or something. But like the third string linebacker, nobody knows. You got him on the front line on hands team. And he yeah, looks you're not blocking anybody on hands team. You're just getting the ball. And he looks lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's just I don't understand what we're doing on special teams at all. Question, what's the bigger disappointment? Like, what what unit is worse, in your opinion, special teams or defense? Oh, defense. Oh, not even – it's not even close. I don't think you can say it's not not even close. Oh, I, I will say defense that was a because – top five defense coming into this year. Top five. Everybody pinned us as we're going to be a very, very good – we're going to pick up right where we left off last year. We're going to shut some guys down. But are they worse? Any of that. Is the defensive unit worse at playing defense than the special teams unit is at playing special teams? I get. I guess what I was looking at was look at the raw, like Justin the was saying, look at the defensive roster and look what the defensive output has been. That's atrocious. Now it'd be like if we signed Justin Tucker and Cordero Patterson to our special teams units, and we were still getting this, you know, and stuff like that. It's like yeah. okay. Pretty bad, and it's crazy because we used to have great special teams, like the mm-hmm. the, the time of Cribs and Phil Dawson, and uh, what was his name Chris Gardaki was our punter. The long, long time ago, dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we used now. to have great special teams, and now it's awful. It's so freaking frustrating. The fact that I'm recalling Chris Gardaki. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, man. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's just like, didn't we have Andy Lee at one point? Yeah. I mean, we had good special teams. We were a great special teams. It was like all we could do. Not anymore. Damn. Yeah, I mean, the highlight used to be the other team scoring so we could watch Josh Cribbs run it back. And, and sucks. Yeah. He just had his record broken. Yeah. Good for Cordero Patterson, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So we'll see. Yep. All right. We got a two voicemails here from Brown Tiger. We'll play the first one here, and then we'll we'll play the last one in a little bit. Hey guys, this is your favorite fan, the Brown Tiger. And guess what? We lost another one to the Bills. But hey, it don't look like we lost that bad, does it? No, it doesn't because we only lost thirty-one to twenty-three. Yeah, that was because they gave us those points. It was in garbage time, you know. But I guess it's officially Watson watch. And it's also D.C. watch, meaning Joe Woods, you need to be gone. I'm done with you and your defense. You couldn't stop a nosebleed from running the ball. Like a nosebleed. You couldn't stop a high school football team running the darn ball, much less an NFL team running the darn ball. I'm tired of this defense. This defense is what was supposed to carry us, and our defense has looked atrocious. The only thing I can say good about the defense is Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney was getting after the quarterback as, as, as much as they possibly could. But that's the only bright side I have out of this defense. You cannot stop a, a, a nosebleed. Joe Woods, you're, you know what. That's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, you're we fired. do know what. <laughs> <laughs> I said JOK had twelve tackles yesterday on the mm-hmm. defense, so he seven mm-hmm. solos. I thought John Johnson played decent yesterday. He had a nice yeah. hit on that two point conversion. Um, Emerson played. We just can't stop the run. No, yeah. not at all. And, and, and we've talked about this at, at length. That's on Andrew Barry as much as it is on Joe Woods. 
we we knew all off season that interior D line and linebacker was going to be a problem, and we did not, not only did we do nothing to get better, we actually were it seemed like we were okay with getting worse. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring back Sheldon Richardson. Um, we didn't bring back who else didn't we bring back? Uh, I forget who. Or we lost the Maliks. Yeah, Malik yeah. McDowell and Malik uh, Jackson. Jackson. You know, um, we had Billings. Yeah, Andrew Billings. You know, we weren't even good last year. We were just less sucky. <laughs> right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And then this year, it's like Taven Bryan, there's a reason Jacksonville was willing to let him go, a first-round draft pick. Yeah. he's Jordan Elliott and Tommy Tagai, they are not NFL D linemen. And we got them starting. And I think they would have problems making other teams' rosters. Yeah, I mean, you know the the two things that we talked about all off season that Andrew Barry was just like not addressing was D tackle and wide receiver. And so far, why Kevin Stefanski what he he's been able to do on the offense side of the ball with a lack of receiving talent with Jacoby Brissett and his offense is just humming without any real real talent aside from Cooper. Now on the defensive side, you see what horrible coaching will do. You got crappy D linemen, and it shows they're even worse than crappy. I'll say this about the offensive side of the ball is. DPJ is having a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, oh, I, I think he's solidifying himself as a, as a really good number two wide receiver. Um, Cooper is obviously awesome. And, and Joku's been injured, but he was playing really, really well up until his injury. I think if everybody's healthy and when Deshaun gets back, I mean, this offense could be crazy good. I'm excited to see Kevin call an offense with a, a – an elite level talent at quarterback. Oh, it's going to be so awesome because we've been watching him drag sorry quarterbacks as far as he can, and I I feel bad saying about that about Jacoby because he's doing everything we want him to do, but um, I don't feel bad about with our last quarterback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but no, it's it's terrible, and I don't I just don't understand. Is, and is it Paul D. Podesta? Is he in Andrew Barry's ear? Like no. Hey, bro, we don't need defensive tackles. It's okay. When I was in Oakland, we didn't have a single defensive tackle, and Andrew Barry's like, that was the athletics. <laughs> there, there is there is no defensive tackles in baseball. It's like, hey, oh, oh, dang. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like I, I don't understand. I've never heard of a defensive philosophy that's like, let's be soft up the middle. I've, I've never heard of that. I mean, well, you're seeing how it works. It's terrible. I could, uh, there, I might be able to go up and get a couple snaps at D tackle for us. I mean, what would you do? Just let guys run past you? That's all you got to do. <sighs> and we and we let Sue just sit there on the open market for weeks when was, we knew that we had a glaring, glaring weakness at that position. And then he just went in and made. He's just joined probably the best defense in the league, and then just solidified their. You know, because they were having issues with the run game. Oh, here, enter Duncan too. I'll say this though, like he, I just don't know if he was going to come to Cleveland. Well, and that's the thing, we might have tried, yeah. and he might have just said no. Yeah. <laughs> I see what's going on over no, there. Thanks. Yeah. New yeah. way. Yeah, I would. I watch your guys' defense. No. I, I see Miles Garrett out there just shaking his head. I see these guys what they're saying after the game. I'm not coming to play yeah. for Joe Woods. No, <laughs> screw that. It's rough. Uh, all right, last voicemail here. Hey, everybody, this is the Brown Tiger, and hey, we got another loss on a Sunday. This makes no wins on Sunday 
games. We've only had a win on a Thursday game and a Monday game. Yeah, guys, we suck. But, hey, <laughs> why not? Let's do the Watson watch, you know. We've got two more games, one more game before he comes back. All right, well, let's go, dog. We had to win. We did get one. Yeah, as I yeah, said, we, we won get we, one. the opener. Barely. Yeah, barely. Barely. <laughs> barely. On a Cade York field goal, barely. Yeah. Remember when we made that too and we were like, look at us, we're 1-0. Yeah. And I, a long going back ago. to that, I can't believe how we let Baker Mayfield almost beat us. Watching how his season is gone. I mean, he's horrible. If you watched the first three quarters of that Panthers game too, you were like, this guy sucks. I, I was just laughing. I was watching. It was comical how many times we were knocking passes down at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he, I mean, it was so bad. And then all of a sudden – it was just like, oh, we're not going to cover anybody. Anybody. Like he, like I think I said back on the episodes, it's not like Baker diced us up. We just didn't cover people. <laughs> That's true. They were just wide open, like going on air. And it took a miracle to win that game. You realize yeah. we're like a questionable roughing the passer call away from being 2-8 and eight with a loss to the freaking Panthers. Ugh. Ooh. There's only one team in the league that has a worse record than the Browns. Just one team. There's a lot of teams that suck, and they have three wins. There's only one team that's worse than the Browns. The Texans? We're sending them a draft pick, yep. <laughs> probably a top ten draft pick. Yeah, Texans got one win, but it's crazy. Yeah, we need. I mean, we got to win out. We got to win some games down the stretch with Deshaun, so we're not giving them t- – let's give them the 11th pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude. Like – Teams we talk shit about and we said we're awful and terrible and well, you know, not well run and didn't have a lot of talent, have probably the same or better records than we do. The yeah. Steelers are awful and we have, they have the same amount of wins as us. Uh, Indianapolis fired their head coach two weeks ago and they have a better record than we do. The Lions have a better record than we do. Correct. Yep. And they also have the same record as the Packers, by the way. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Your weekly update. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys just wait till the end of the year? If they finish above the Packers. I know oh, you're doing that to, that episode by yourself. I'm going to be insufferable. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like, man, you go look at some of the teams that have the same amount of wins as us or better records than us, and you're like, there's the Bears. The Bears suck, and I think they have the same amount of wins as we do. Man, I, think I like so. watch. I like watch teams, and I'm like, man, Denver's awful. Man, <laughs> Washington, I'm not really sure what they got going on. Washington's what? Teams are what's Washington now? They got four wins, I think. Yeah, four or least, six or right? something like four. that. Might even might even have. I think they're five, five and six. Own. I thought they were five yeah. and six after starting one and four. Oh, either way, because Heineken's only lost one game, but since he came in. By the way, I used to say last year that Taylor Heineke was better than Baker. Washington's six and five. Six and five. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. With Taylor bad. Heineke playing quarterback, and I, I, I say that, but the dude just wins. I mean, I, I don't know. I like Taylor Heineke. One thing it's that I, want, I, I meant to mention with uh, the offense, um, I forget what quarter it was when that – it might have been second quarter, but we were down there on the goal line. Jacoby hits Harrison Bryant in the hands. At the goal line, all he had to do was catch the ball, and he falls in the end zone. He missed it. Oh, my God. And then it was either, what do we do, try to run, or it was either very next play or two plays later, he throws the ball. Next play. Next play, back of the end zone to Farrell Brown. Hit right off the hands. Right in the hands, dropped it. Yep. And it was like, that. that's a killer. 
You know, you get yep. the Jacoby was playing very well yesterday. The the, the two drop touchdown passes. <sighs> Harrison Bryant, we had a lot of high hopes for him, and mm-hmm. and maybe with Deshaun, we'll see. Sometimes when he catches the ball, like he caught the ball in a pat yesterday and made a nice movement. And I was like, there's the athleticism that we supposedly saw, but the dude fumbles and drops like a decent amount. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a little bit disappointing. Tight end two. We talked about this in the, in the, um, in the off season, the off season was a need. I said, what happens yeah. if Njoku goes down and we see it, Harrison Bryant's our number one and it, it hurts the run game as much as it hurts the pass game because Njoku's turned into such a good run blocker. Correct. So tight end two is definitely a, an area of need for the Browns next year, 100%. Um, so that's all the voicemails, right? That is. Yep. So before we wrap it up, the, uh, we appreciate everybody calling in, by the way. Uh, Phil, Brown Tiger. Trace. Trace. We appreciate it. You guys always calling in. Makes Kenny Mac. Kenny Mack, obviously. Uh, it makes these uh, episodes easier. Uh, one thing I want to touch on before we uh, wrap it up. I saw this thing on Twitter yesterday. It says, um, fire the coaching staff, not getting it done. Okay, I understand that. I better hear emotion in the after-game presser. Where do you guys stand on this people complaining that Stefanski isn't like mad enough or something like that in the post game press conference. Like he's not emotional enough at the podium for these people. What's the guy supposed to do? You want him to get up there like and look like Dwight in the office when he's giving his, <laughs> yeah. his like salesman of the year speech? Ah, ah. Like I mean, what's he supposed to do? You that doesn't accomplish anything. It it, it does nothing. And it, and it's why do you want him to go out of character? It, it just. To me, that would be corny to see him like getting up there and just all of a sudden be like screaming and yelling. I'd be like on Hard Knocks when Hugh Jackson was like dropping f bombs and trying to be a hard ass and stuff. And it was like, <laughs> that's I don't think that's Hugh Jackson. No, like ugh, Hugh Jackson is like one of the fakest dudes. I know, it was ever. so stupid. But you know what I mean? Just like what and we what we liked about Stefanski his first year is how calm, cool, and collected he was. Never got too high, never got too low. I get more irritated that when we do something sweet, he's not pumped about it. Then, yeah. then after the game, him, him pretending to, like, show all kinds of emote. What do you want him to do? They're like, he just says the same thing every week. Yeah, it's called coach speak. Bill Belichick <laughs> hasn't said anything at the podium in 20 years that you can take anything away from. No, his pressers are, oh, my gosh. It's called coach speak, coach talk. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. You take care of things in-house. You don't go to the podium and throw players and coaches under the bus to the media. That's ignorant. I, I I don't understand what people I think, want. I think that's it, though. Is so I can I'm with you. I know exactly what you're saying. I think the problem is you want to see some kind of change or adjustment or something addressed in the upcoming game. You just don't ever see that. Yes, that I yes. You that, that's seen. I think the problem. I think, and that's where people want to see that. I don't even know if they're yelling for. I want emotion. I want some change. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. But I don't, and I think it'd be super corny to see him come out in a press conference and yelling and screaming, and then the next week nothing changed. Right? Like, well, what were you yelling and screaming about? Like, yelling and screaming doesn't do anything. I I need actions, not words. Yeah, the pressers yeah. mean nothing. Like, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. I'm glad he handles it the way he does because he doesn't make an idiot of himself yeah. in any way. Go in and fire Joe Woods. <laughs> do some. That's like exactly what Justin's saying. To his point, 
we the fans, everybody who's complained, they want action. They want something to happen, and that's what we need. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, it's you like, mean it, it wouldn't be sweet if like he came out like Greg Williams? He was like, "Get in there, you goofball! <laughs> if you're wondering why I cut your ass, look at the tape." Now, so don't get me wrong. I I've loved Greg Williams' mentality like me that. But that's because that's who he is. If Kevin Stefanski yes. came out and did that, everybody would be like, this dude. It'd be like when uh, Brian Kelly went down to LSU and started speaking in a southern accent. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like doing the video. Dude, doing yeah, the video with the dancing players, behind his player. Really, yeah, that was rough. That was not a good one. One of the craziest things I've ever seen, dude. It, like... If you haven't seen the Brian Kelly video where he's – and then that guy didn't pick LSU. He went somewhere else. Like, no kidding. Wonder he probably why. felt uncomfortable. <laughs> Correct. I felt uncomfortable just watching the video. <laughs> it's – oh, man. The way you got to recruit players these days, I guess. I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I just – let let Kevin just handle the, the press conference. He's not giving anybody any headlines. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you, you want Freddie Kitchens back? You know, after every yeah. press conference, so there was, you know, the front story on ESPN was about the another dumb thing that Freddie Kitchen said. Yep. It's like, no, that's that's stupid. Don't be dumb, guys. And this is why I just I just really hope Kevin does the right thing here because I don't want him to lose his job. I think he is a really good head coach. I think he's got what it takes for this league, but man, he is hitching his wagon to the wrong people. Yes, he's got to make some changes. He's not um, if he stays with these guys, then he's going to be gone. They're going to drag him down. And I think the only thing saving him right now is the fact I think him and Andrew Barry, I get the sense like they're tight. You know, like they're yeah. on, they're on the same page, and so Stefanski's safe. But you got to think Andrew Barry's like, hey man, we all see it. I just <laughs> don't understand how this isn't blatantly obvious. So we'll see, but. uh we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. No sense in talking about this game any longer. Uh, I'm depressed enough. Uh, we appreciate everybody who called in and left us a voicemail. If you ever want to get your thoughts on the show, you want to hear your voice on YouTube, uh, head to thedogspodcast.com. Just tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, if you want some more content, if you want to check out the After Hours show this week, it's going to be a good one. Jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member. Come hang out with everybody in there. And uh, we will see you guys on Thursday for our Buccaneers preview. Until then, stay safe. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.